3: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
4: and i know we're going to go over this again and again and if there's two people that you'd want to listen to about this i'm telling you right now it's us because because we're going to be raw and uncut
2: now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. I've got a
1: sizable dome, man. Applehead was there. We had Big Seal was there for a minute. I mean, yeah, Big Ant was the one that that stuck.
2: It's Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez. We
4: find our positive spins any
2: way we can. On 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station.
4: Let's do this! Gabe Ramirez and Applehead. On the show, right now. <laughs> Anthony Heron. It is the Chicago Bears uh, schedule release show. I think that's what it's called today. And good evening. How are you, Gabriel? Finding out, man. Finding out
1: what these Bears getting ready to do in twenty twenty two. We've of course had the opportunity throughout the day to peruse many of the leaks. And then I got Danny Parkins ends up leaking the entire thing, as has become his. Uh, I, I guess his specialty. A lot of folks have been wondering what Danny Parker specializes in. I guess leaking the Bears' schedule. We can count that. I'm sorry, amongst, who? I'm, I'm, sorry, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who did you say broke the schedule? <laughs> an, an initial talent. We, we finally got one. Marco. I mean, <laughs> he's the Bears' schedule breaker. Uh, and, uh, but now we, we get a couple hours here, man, as they make it official. The NFL, they kind of you know embargo all this different stuff throughout the day, supposedly aside from just the, the little tidbits that they spend the entire week just kind of trickling out there to folks. Now – We can officially let the people know. We can give them what they want and give the full bear schedule to everyone. Well, the games, the opponents have been there. But to let them know the dates for these games that everybody's going to be really excited to go, either to Soldier Field or to travel out to on the road. And I know you make it a point. To hit the Bears either at home and/or on the road on a regular basis.
4: So I can't waiting on this. I can't wait to talk about what game I'm actually going to be going to. But but the question is, do we really got to credit Danny Parkins with coming out with the schedule? I mean, I feel like you know, if anyone did some some due diligence, we would have waited to. Is that wait? Oh, is he on the line? Oh, damn, Danny, you there
2: already. Gabe, 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 the disrespect <laughs> from both of you. Frankly, Big Ant Heron. My friend, my 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 colleague, my occasional co-host and guest, we've all been waiting to figure out what is Danny Parkin's specialty. Jesus this is Christ. This is your I mean, skill
1: set, man. This is your wheelhouse. I'm congratulating you. Yeah, it's one you, of many
2: is. skill sets. And I got a driver in my bag. I got a flop shot in my bag. I can hit a draw and a fade, okay? And don't act like I'm some sort of one-trick pony here. <laughs> Okay, like I I know I oh, you sacked Tom Brady. (laughs) You can speak with a position of authority on football. You know you you can dunk. I I understand you're you're good looking. You have broad <laughs> shoulders. You know how to tie a winds or not. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm I wrote the entire schedule. Mike Florio, Peter King, <laughs> Adrian Wojnarowski, Sham Sharania, Bob Woodward. I'm not sure they I've heard basketball guys in there. I'm not sure I've
4: heard of these guys before. They keep talking <laughs> about here.
2: Let's
1: throw like Adam Schefter. Or, I don't know, Jason Lockenfour. One of those guys. Just throwing Jeff hoops guys in there about the NFL. Adam
2: Schefter, is <laughs> yes. a fraud. I would have said that before I had the schedule. I mean, but honestly, one of thirty-two teams had their schedule uh, leaked in its in its entirety.
4: I love it, Danny Parker Danny Park is joining point. us right now, and and, I, and I, I get the the anger and I get the angst there because you know I will be honest, Danny. All day today, I've just been following your tweets since like 10 o'clock. And I, was, and I literally had to remind myself that you didn't come on until 2 o'clock. I was like, damn, Danny's tweeting early. He got the goods. I'm trying to figure out. And I, I will tell you this, because as Ant mentioned a second ago, Danny, I do take an annual road trip with my family. We've been doing it for over a decade now. And literally, the second you put the Cowboys game on, uh, on Twitter, I immediately took a screenshot and sent it to my group chat. And I was like, this is where we're going. This is the date. Book the damn tickets right now. My boy Danny hooked us up with the actual time frame. So I do genuinely appreciate you for that.
2: Well, so, so Gabe, now that I know that, next year, just hook me up. (laughs) You know, let let me know. You all. just do do me one favor. I don't know what that favor is going to be. Okay. You do me one favor over the next 365 days, and when I dominate the schedule <laughs> release next year, you tell me which game you want to know about, and I'll like, insider trading, my man. Danny,
4: I two. I will tell you this. I put an asterisk next to the text message, and I said. We, we think this is the day that the Bears play the oh cup Are
2: you serious?
4: Are you serious? I'm joking. I've never
2: gotten the scoop wrong. I, I'm not in the scoop business. If I put my name on it, it is accurate. I've gotten bets wrong. I've gotten predictions wrong. I've said really dumb things. But if I if I put the the, 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 the sacred words of reports <laughs> or sort. In a in a tweet, I went to journalism school, Mister.
4: Hey, I'm new I, here. I, I am uh, a thousand, I'm mister. new here, and all I hear is one word associated with you, and it's mush. So I just didn't know whether that then carried over to the bear schedule or not. But
2: no, but but yeah, as I've learned I saw, today, I saw this disrespect of like so many people in my mentions being like if this if this leak is true oh, the Niners man. will be in Chicago week one and I got like a bunch of Niners people be like well if this is true if this is true it's true back on my damn name Mike it. Forio it, uh, it, it's, it's frankly insulting that the, the Bears beat writers are starting to come around they do a great job and now they're finally starting to quote me and sort incite and me, but but next year I'm I'm telling Florio ahead of time for for one day only. It's not ProFootballTalk.com, It's ProFootballParkins.com. You're gonna get somebody cause...
4: fired, Danny. That's what's gonna happen next year if you come out with this thing too early. <laughs> now so... we are. We're in a position
1: where we've had the opportunity to kind of peruse your timeline throughout the day, like Gabe referenced, and you just got done like minutes ago. Basically, you just got done reliving, basically the you did the life and times of Harry Carey. You were out there. Everybody did the, the worldwide toast. Harry Carey, you and Spieg's out there at Navy Pier, and Harry Carey's making that happen. I am curious. I mean, can you condense like do a a Parkins specific, a a newsbreaker Parkins, mm. a scoop parking specific version of that in like 45 seconds or less. Like the same homage you just paid to the entire lineage, the history of Harry Carey. Do that for us on your newsbreaking history. How long mm. have you been doing this?
2: Okay. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, because I am not at all like I don't seek out scoops. I mm-hmm. just if things fall into my lap, I report them. It's a and very so,
1: particular set of scooping. He skills knows a guy. You have.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right, right. So, like, I, I didn't say it was a guy. I have a <laughs> maybe it's a woman. I, I don't know. I love this. Uh, maybe it's someone with a media network. Maybe a it's someone with the hacker. Maybe it's, so- <laughs> maybe it's someone with the Chiefs. Maybe it's a hacker. Okay. I'm not going to tell. Maybe it's someone in the league office, man. I, I love I, this. You know so I, I will not do anything to reveal the identity of the source. But what I can say is that this source is unimpeachable. And people are like, how confident are you? I remember two years ago when I first started breaking Bear Schedule news, uh, my man Cody Westerland, maybe it was three years ago, who runs the, Bear, the, the website for the score, he was like, how confident are you? That's and I was like, do you want me to get you fired right, right now? Like <laughs> right. How, <laughs> why?
4: How you continue to disrespect me.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just disrespectful. So, like, so, and I know this is longer than 45 seconds, but the, 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 the truth is is that I have an unimpeachable source on a very stupid subject, which is the NFL schedule, because, you know, the games are already determined. Uh, it is just the question of the order. And the networks and so you know there's a number of people who could potentially have access to that information I just happen to have access to one of those people and away we go
4: I love it we got Danny Parkins joining us I'm Gabriel Ramirez he's Anthony Heron this is 670 the score Danny I know you got to get up out of here man I appreciate you uh hanging out with us for a second give me I mean you, you've seen the schedule you've been able to 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 marinate on it over the last 24 hours I'm sure. How many wins? Give me a win total, man. I mean, that's really what we're interested in today. Initial thoughts, just t- doing the comb over of the schedule bears win total for the 2022 season, What you got for me.
2: Yeah. So it, it's, you know, and we knew this ahead of time. It's not a tough schedule. You know, it, it like on paper, it's not a difficult schedule. The, the NFC East is not very good. And the AFC East is not very good. So Uh, And the bears weren't very good last year. So the couple of games where they match up, you know, with uh, their representative opponent in the other standings in the NFC, like it's a, it's a pretty favorable on paper schedule, but I do think the league office and the national TV networks very clearly think the bears are not going to be very good because three is about as low a number of national TV games as you can find on a Bears schedule in the last 15 years, and they have only three, and they're in the first seven weeks of the season. So, you know, they are not banking on the Bears being competitive, you know, when the temperature gets cold again. So like that that jumped out to me. If the Bears are uh, sneaky competitive and there has been, of course, playoff expansion, it's a pretty favorable late season schedule with, you know, Packers at home week 13 by Eagles at home, Bills at home, only going to Detroit for New Year's Day and then Minnesota at home. So they don't travel uh, only one time to Detroit the last six games of the season. So if they are in wild card contention, it's a pretty nice close to the schedule. But I just don't think the offense is going to be good enough, even against the soft schedule. So I, I think this is like a six, maybe, like somewhere between five and seven wins is is where I have the Bears.
4: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that from you. Danny, I appreciate you, man, genuinely for jumping on with us today, man. And and I will, we will cite you for the rest of the show as the guy who broke the whole damn thing open, all right? Oh, except for Ant. Ant won't. I will.
2: <laughs> Listen, I mean, you can, You can. whether you cite me or you don't cite me, the, the facts are out there. The people know. And frankly, I'm thrilled and honored to come on with you guys because while it was an honor to carry on the tradition of the worldwide toast to Harry Carey, I mean, could it have happened on a worse day? Like it, 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 upstaged the NFL schedule release. And it, was, it was, it was nauseating to not be able to stunt for four hours on how much I owned this beat. So thank you guys for sharing some of your airtime with me. And uh, Gabe, I hope your family has a good time in Dallas.
4: Hey, man, I appreciate it. Danny Parkins joining us right here on Six Seventy. to score again. I'm, I'm Gabe guessing Ramir.
1: there's a there's a decent chance he's going to bring it up again on Parkins and Spiegel tomorrow. Oh, you know, to, today would have been the opportunity to to do it live and to, you know to put the most gusto behind sure. it on the day of the release. I'm guessing he's going to take advantage but, of
4: opportunity. We would be equal I listen, I'm petty. Do you know how upset I would be if no one was giving me my credit <laughs> on something like this? The, the, there's nothing going on in the sports world essentially and so this is what people are talking about and I'm the guy with the goods and nobody's mm-hmm. giving me my street cred. No, 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 no. I'd, I don't know. I'd do something crazy. So I'm glad we had him as a part of our, our team here at 670 The score and being a part of it as well. Somebody else I want uh, whose opinion I want when it comes to this bear schedule, of course, is Hub Arkish. We cannot wait to chop it up with him and get his thoughts on the upcoming season. We'll do that right after this. I'm Gabriel Ramirez. He's Anthony Herron. This is 670 The score.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bears!
4: Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Herron, right here on 670 The Score, right now joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Of course, is our one and only Hub Arkish. Hub, I'm looking at the schedule, I'm thinking about this upcoming season, and I'm asking myself, is Justin Fields, will he be playing with a chip on his shoulder this season, or or is he just looking at this as a second chance at a first impression?
3: Well, Gabe, I, you know, I, I think that's – the first impression part of it is probably, you know, over at this point. I mean, whatever it was, it was. It's a completely new regime, a fresh start, and and so I, I don't think he's terribly worried about anything that happened last year, but obviously, uh, or it seems obvious to me anyway, that, that he <laughs> is focused on on you know becoming a franchise quarterback, on being the guy that, you know, the the Bears' uh, future is built around. And, um, you know, the the schedule is relevant. I I know that all the players, uh, Anthony, can speak to this. You take a look as soon as you see it. You know, you want to know where you're going and when. Um, but beyond that, uh, you know, people have to get used to the idea that this is a rebuild, that this team uh, is unlikely to be overly competitive this year. And, and so my guess is that the Justin Fields' focus is on taking him as far as he can, as quick as he can, and right now getting to know all of his new teammates and trying to figure out how they're going to do that.
1: And based off of last season's records, the the schedule that is now officially released by the National Football League and by the Bears does have the Bears facing opponents whose records finished under under the five hundred win percentage last season. Uh, so it's at least anticipated that the schedule should feel a little more manageable than than a couple of the ones we've seen in recent years. As you as you look at the the initial version that, that's come out there now, now officially knowing who the Bears are facing, when they're going to face them. Do you get the impression that, that this is a, a season with where the roster sits right now, that it, it should be a, a fairly competitive, you know, the playoffs obviously feels like a reach or anything like that, but, but a fairly competitive Bears squad with the schedule they have to face?
3: You know, Anthony, I, I realize this is going to be unpopular, but but just, you know, doing an objective analysis of the Bears roster, you know, forgetting who the competition is, I don't see them, uh, you know, winning a lot of football games this year. Right? There's just too many holes, uh, in too many places. They're going to be installing a new system. The head coach and the entire coaching staff are going to be learning on the fly. And, and, and again, I, you know, you hear the word rebuild, and everybody freaks out, and oh, you know, that's terrible. You know, we don't want to stink. We don't want to tank. We don't want to do this. But the reality is that that they were in a position where. They were going to have to do a lot of the same things anyway to try and reload with no guarantee that what they were trying to save was going to keep them competitive. And so to me, this just looks and feels like a team that is rebuilding from, from the bottom up. And and rarely in the first year of a rebuild can you expect to be overly competitive. You know, there there are some wild cards there. I, I still very much believe in Justin Fields. I, I think he's definitely got the ceiling of a franchise quarterback. And uh, I do think he'll be better this year, if nothing else, for the experience and the beating he took last year um, but I look at what's around him and I'm not sure how this offense is going to be all that improved. And I look at the defense, and there's a chance that they could be pretty good. I think Fluce is going to be a good... He's He has been a very good and accomplished defensive coordinator. I think he's going to be a good head coach. Um, but, you know, I, there's a chance that this defense is really going to struggle too. So, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm not ignoring the opponents or the schedule, but I'm just looking at that roster, that 53, and I think it's going to kind of rank uh, in, in, in the bottom third of the league. And, and even that, you know, it could be low in the bottom third.
4: It does hurt, uh, Hub, because you think to yourself as a Bear fan, you just want to watch these games on Sunday and you do want your team to be competitive, even though you know that they are going through that, you know, pseudo rebuild. But you, you want them to be that way. So so my question to you is, what position group do you feel like is going to be the least productive in this upcoming season, something that we can, some group that we can look at and say, well, this is the area that is going to be hurting the bears all season long and that we're going to need to improve on.
3: Well, Gabe, I, I I keep worrying about the wide receivers and every time they add more, I get more worried because, (laughs) you know, I, I mean, listen, Dante and Tajay Sharp, I'm sure are fine young men. I'm not sure, but I assume they are. Um, And they were interesting prospects a few years ago. Now there are other teams failed third and fourth wide receivers, you know. And now, now you know some of these guys need the right situation. I think that we've had one of the best examples in the NFL of that here in Chicago in the last decade with Akeem Hicks. You know, Akeem Hicks was a basically failed third round pick with the Saints and the Patriots who came here and became an all pro. It can happen. There's no question about that. But but everything they're doing in that wide receiver room is based on that. Uh, you know, Byron Pringle, Equinemius St. Brown, now, you know, Sharp and Pettis, Um these guys are all you know I hate to say it but it's just the reality of it failed backups elsewhere and if there's anything that, that Justin Fields needs to to take the next step and to improve it's going to be dependable weapons at wide receivers so um, that's the group I worry about the most I actually just filed my column for tomorrow um on the 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 kind of the subject of which is worse the 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 wide receiver group or the offensive line Mm. um you know anthony i'm curious for your take on this i think the offensive line is kind of interesting i I don't think it's going to be great this year but you know you still don't know what you've got in tevin jenkins and larry borum and you may have something really good now you've got the four kids that they brought in this year um and 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 there is talent there Lucas Patrick is is not an upgrade over James Daniels as a matter of fact it's to t- to my view anyway a step down um, and and it's not certain that he's an upgrade over Sam Mustafer. He probably is just for, you know, size and attitude. Um, and you're fine with Cody Whitehair. So when you start to mix and match these guys, they could end up with an offensive line that could be starting to play pretty decent football by the second half of the season. But I just don't see those, those prospects at wide receiver that tells me that Fields is going to have enough to throw to.
1: Hub Arkus, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score, the Chicago Bears' schedule release special. Gabriel Maris and Anthony Herron here. Hub, of course, our partner here at The Score and of Shaw Local News and Pro Football t- uh, Weekly. You name it, Hub related to the Bears and has covered it in this town. And I, I piggybacking off the point you're making there about the old line. I feel like Hub, you and I have had so many discussions along those lines over the last couple of seasons here, where the where the offensive game plan, the system itself can help support those guys up front when managed in a certain way. And with Matt Eberflus as a defensive-minded head coach, that has lended itself to to the notion that, yeah, we're, we're going to see run game. We're going to see a controlled approach on offense, and we're certainly going to see a defense that wants to take it away and, and add extra possessions to that controlled offensive approach. So that's a lot of assumption, I think, right now, because Luke Getzey has yet to call a play in the National Football League. And being able to – to watch some mini camps you know both veteran and rookie up to this point uh, are you able to to glean much out of what you expect from the offensive system under getsy
3: yeah I, I think it's going to be similar to what you see in green bay you know under matt lafleur which is where he's had his most recent training it's this uh uh kind of modern version of the West Coast offense that adds more of a vertical passing game than, than Bill Walsh envisioned, you know, back in the day. Um, it is successful in the NFL in a bunch of places right now. And 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 I will, I don't know if this is a bold prediction or not, but I will say this, I expect them to be top 10 in the league in rushing. I, I think there's going to be a real commitment there. I think that the, the running back room, to me, is the most impressive group on the roster. And, you know, when you look at the, they're going to be playing young offensive linemen somewhere. Um, you know we've heard this for years and years it's more than cliche it's reality it's easier to block the run than it is to pass protect Uh, they're going to run an outside zone scheme which um Uh, i think will will suit the talent that they have well and and that that is something that they'll be able to do you know and and the companion piece you need for that is a defense that's going to keep the score low and then you end up competing in some games that you didn't expect to um but we do know that run dominant teams don't win super bowls in the nfl right now you know And, and so um, I think that's where they're going to struggle. I, I, you know, I, I keep flipping back and forth offense and defense. And, and you know, if the defense can't keep the opponents under 20, 23 each week, and you know, 17 is the ideal goal, I don't know, you know, how they're going to score enough points to win too many games. And and I, I think the defense is more encouraging in terms of the talent that we've seen, the talent they've brought in. You saw they focused on it with their high picks in the draft. Um, and, and I think a couple of the, the, these free agents are interesting. I think Nicholas Morrow, um, if he stays healthy and stays on the field, he and Roquan Smith could be a really interesting uh, tandem. Uh, Al-Qadim uh, Mohammed, you know, has actually had seven sacks last year for the Colts who were kind of rushing the passer by committee. And I think he may be a little underrated on the left side. You know, does anybody think Robert Quinn's going to lead the NFC in sacks again with 18 and a half? That's a real long shot. But the way he played last year, there's no reason to believe that he can't be a significant factor again. So, if everything goes right on defense, if they run the ball really well, they're going to win a few games that we don't expect them to. But but you know, generally when you go to the season, guys planning on everything going right, you're in for a big disappointment. And so at the end of the day, it gets back to how deep the talent runs on that roster. And they're in the first year of the rebuild. You know, there's going to be some guys that turn out to be decent football players, but where are they going to find the dozen blue chippers that Bill Polian talked about? You know, right now you're hard-pressed to find more than four or five on that roster.
4: It does seem as though it is the season of evaluation, seeing these guys, bringing people in, creating competition. But I'm curious what the approach is of Coach Ibraflus with this upcoming season. I mean, obviously you want to win as a head coach in the NFL, but when you're placed in this position – I mean, how do you approach a season like this from a, a brand new coaching standpoint?
3: You know, Gabe, it's interesting because what, what none of us know is, is behind closed doors, what the expectations are, mm. you know, what do they really believe and What do they think? I think with what we've seen of flu so far, um, and forgive me, it's just easier than saying Eberflus all the time. <laughs> and he likes it. So I'm going to go with it too. Support <laughs> um, it. You know, what we've seen so far is that his, his he, he made his bones on defense, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he's bringing back uh, the Tampa 2, which is what the Bears played the last time they went to a Super Bowl. And, and so my guess is he's going to focus on what he feels he can do best and where he does have more talent. There is more starting talent on the defense than there is on the offense. And so um, I think you're going to see a lot of this keep the score down, keep it close. And then we get to, to the hits, um, you know, premise that we've all heard about, the acronym, uh, and it is a system that he believes in. It is actually the exact same thing that Lovey Smith did when he got here in 2004 and installed this stuff. I was watching uh, some of the uh, the voluntary veteran camp and then the rookie camp, and it actually reminded me of some of Lovey's early practices in 04 and 05. And so, um, I think that you know, character, um, uh, team, attitude, uh, hustle. Uh, takeaways, um, uh, speed, you know, these are the things that he's talked about and I think this is where his focus is going to be in terms of getting the most of all those things he can out of the talent that he has on hand and and I think that this year Gabe just talked about the season of evaluation it's going to be a full NFL season of evaluation. (laughs) I'm sure they're going into this hoping that, that with all the players that they're bringing in that they've added at least another blue chipper or two and that maybe they have found you know four or five plus starters and that next year uh probably drafting high and also having a ton of cap space maybe then they can make the big move to try and add enough blue chippers to to be competitive as soon as 23 but when you look at where they're starting from i think you know bears fans may want to start thinking about 24 as the, the next time that you know they have a chance to win a playoff game
1: Hub, the the conversation around sort of agency and, and control of some of the best quarterbacks in football has, has picked up more steam in football by comparison to, you know, like not quite to the NBA level yet, but we're seeing more of that discussion around quarterbacks now than we ever have before. And I, I found it really interesting that Ryan Poles said that he sat down with Justin Fields prior to the draft and actually watched film of some draft prospects with him and I'm certainly not at a point where I want to make too much of that I I don't think Justin Fields you know I I don't think he drafted Bayless Jones or anything along those lines but I did find that to be a a really really noteworthy admission just in assuming just kind of you know building a a relationship a rapport with his quarterback I wonder what what you took from that just through the the lens of where the Bears haven't you know, overly stated that, that Justin Fields is definitively their future. Nor should they at this point. But I did think that that was a you know something really noteworthy that Poll said he was willing to do with Fields.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, Ant. and the reason is simple. It's it's. You know, Poles knows his job and Fields' job, and, and, and they're each going to do him the best they can. And, and you're right, he's not going to draft a player just because, uh, you know, Justin Fields likes him or wants him to. But I think what it tells us is people continue to want to doubt whether they're even all-in on Justin Fields. And you keep hearing, you know, well, they've got nothing invested in him. He's not their guy. If he doesn't turn out to be the guy, they can cut the cord. All of that is true, but that's clearly not the way they're thinking. I I think that he is not just giving it lip service, but he's proving, you know, with things like that, that they are all in on Justin Fields. And you need to do that if you're going to turn the kid into a franchise quarterback, you know. Um, At the end of the day, guys, Matt Nagy is not nearly as bad a football coach as everybody in Chicago wants to to believe he is. He's not a great coach, obviously, or he'd still be here. Um, But but all the the focus from from all the, you know, the, the living room Couch experts on play calling and scheme and all of that. Yeah, there there were problems with all of that, but at the end of the day, a lot of what was wrong with Justin Fields last year was Justin Fields, and that's because he was a rookie quarterback, not because he's not. Hub
4: Arkish, obviously, kind of cut out right there. I was interested to hear what he had to say about Justin Fields, and that was a great question. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, they are all in on him especially when they have meetings with Justin where they're watching film. They want to get his opinion. They're not just and, – and I love that from a communication standpoint. Regardless of what job you're at, whether it's a quarterback in the NFL or you're working at Home Depot, you want communication from management. It makes your job that much easier when you know what's happening, what's going on around you. So for me, that, that seems like the, the likely scenario. What did you like about that? I mean, specifically, was it because of the, the connection between GM and coach or was it because you were instilling confidence in a guy like Justin Fields?
1: Well, I think what what we tend to want what we tend to kind of look for and hope for is these definitive answers right off the bat because you you got new management in place at Hallis Hall everyone's really eager to get to know them, to get to know what they believe in. And right now, we don't have a great opportunity to really evaluate whether Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus is any good at their jobs yet anyway. It's the first-time GM. It's a first-time head coach. So the results on the field are going to tell us a lot about that, how well the personnel that Ryan Poles has put on this roster, how well they perform on the field, and then whether or not the Bears end up winning more games than than they lose in the time that Matt Eberflus is the head coach. But for now, a lot of it is figuring out their personality, trying to figure out what they believe in, trying to figure out how how they go about the developmental end of forming this roster. And, of course, that relationship, because there is so much tied up in Justin Fields as the future of the Bears and whether or not he can be developed into a a true franchise quarterback like Hub was talking about, then everyone – right off the bat, is looking for every little sign of whether or not they're committed to Justin Fields. And frankly, for at least the next two or three seasons, they are. That's just the position he got drafted into. Now, you know, we'll see after a couple of years if they're going to pick up the fifth-year option and those types of things. But they don't have any other choice for right now (laughs) other than to commit to Justin Fields. But, you know, it it doesn't shock me that they haven't been just – Overtly, sort of promising what the future holds for Justin Fields yet because they've barely been on the practice field with him, you know, let alone having had the opportunity to build a true on field rapport with him, to have competed with him on game day, to watch the way he leads the Bears in person on game day, things like that. A, a true proving ground for a young quarterback and allow Justin Fields that opportunity to earn their not just their respect, but to earn the notion that he is truly the future of this franchise, that he is a real franchise quarterback. And I I don't think he necessarily, you know, he certainly has never struck me between covering me in college and and in the brief time he's been here in Chicago. Justin Fields doesn't strike me as a guy who wants anything handed to him either. But I, I do think that because information is just limited, because polls and Eberflus have been here for a short time, a lot of people just kind of want these these proclamations from them related to Fields and frankly, man, if if they came in right off the bat saying, yeah, we, we believe in Justin Fields, we think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, if they were saying that from day one before they had barely even been in a meeting room with him, it wouldn't seem genuine anyway. Like, right. how would they know that? What it's reason true. would they have to be making those kind of overt statements about him? But I think when you're actually evaluating what they're doing, not just what they're saying, but what they're actually doing, like that is such a big deal that the GM is willing to sit down with a quarterback going into his second year, what will be his first time as the opening day starter for this franchise, and spent the time to sit down with him before the draft. Justin Fields damn sure hadn't earned that, but it's a a big step for Ryan Poles to be willing to do that with him. And again, it doesn't mean he said, hey, Justin, you know, pick a draft pick for me because I'm going to defer to you. You like on who this you guy like at receiver. You like this guy, right. Justin. <laughs> but just to have that rapport, just to to have some human moments with him, and also allow a level of agency to him to have some feedback. Obviously, the final call is up to Ryan Poles and his scouting department, and everything else. But just think about the quarterbacks around football who've accomplished so much more than Justin Fields, who have talked about that, like Aaron Rodgers. Wanting more say in personnel in Green Bay. Russell Wilson wanting say in personnel in Seattle. Kyler Murray wanting right. say in personnel in
4: Arizona. And At least he didn't use his second-round pick on a back on another quarterback like the Packers <laughs> did for Aaron Rodgers. Could have been much worse. He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 to score. Of course, joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline is Hub Arkish. Hub, he was. Uh, Ant was just talking about that proclamation that that that, that the inability to say, "Hey, you are our, our Hall of Fame quarterback moving forward." When you saw the draft happen in the second round, drafting, grabbing those two defensive players, did you look at it like that? Them saying, "Hey, we don't that 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 equated to them saying we don't believe in you," or did you agree with um, Poles' statement where, "Hey, if I make my team better, that then in turn makes Justin Fields better."
3: Yeah. I, first of all, I apologize, guys. I just gave the greatest answer in my career. It was finished before I realized. I <laughs> of was course, to myself, of course, you so. did. Of course. Some of uh, yeah, your best yeah, work. work. Yeah. Once I realized that I was the only one who heard it, I figured, boy, I better come up with something better. He's like Gabe, um, it, Gabe and Aunt aren't
4: responding to this great answer I just gave.
3: I was expecting a standing ovation. Um, yeah. L- listen. The, the 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 bottom line is that the kid is not going to get where he can get without the full support of the organization around him, And, and I think that, you know, to Anthony's point and, and, and what we were talking about, they're, they're doing those things. And, and so, um, you know, I thought it was interesting when, uh, when Ryan uh, polls talked about, uh, that he has a good relationship with Ryan day. Uh, I think they're reacting to what their scouting report was on him, on him in Kansas city before Ryan ever got to be the general manager of the Chicago bears. They know this kid has the tools. They know he has the traits. The the point that I was trying to make about last year is that it, it, it's not, though, that, that he just failed because of coaching and because of scheme. It's because it's so hard for a rookie quarterback in the NFL. It was inexcusable starting him in that Cleveland game. Said it at the time. I've said it since. I'll say it again. It's something he can overcome. Uh recently uh, – peyton manning was talking about this and, and said that it was the end of his third and beginning of his fourth year in the nfl before he knew he was an nfl quarterback and that's from a hall of famer troy aikman has talked about the same thing one in 15 as a rookie a worse year believe it or not than fields and statistically so you know you've got the, 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 this the, the, this these conflicting situations where a you know he had a bad rookie year but b he's still a great prospect and so I think this was just one example of a lot of things they're doing to let him know they completely believe in him. And I think that's what they have to do if he's going to eventually get to that level
4: of being a franchise quarterback. Hub, we appreciate you hanging out with us and giving some of your time, especially on this schedule release show with Anthony. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Oh, Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. Thanks, up? Uh, it's always good to talk to Hub, especially around this time. He's gonna keep it real with you. He's gonna break your heart cold blooded, let you know the truth. <laughs> and I but that's what we need sometimes as Bears fans. You just need right. the cold hearted truth. And I know most Bears fans are down with uh with this upcoming season looming, but but I am the optimist. I genuinely feel, despite what Hub Barker says, that the Bears can win more games than they did last season. Anthony Bears. and I would love to hear from you though. The schedule's now been released, and after first glance. How many games do you think the Bears will win in the upcoming season? 312 644 6767. We will go over the schedule and take your predictions right after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670
2: The Score. Call now. We're back live with more of Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Up,
4: baby. It is the Chicago Bear release schedule show. And I told you. I think the Bears are going to win more games than they did last year. And I, I can explain why I can go into depth, but we got Bob from Lombard on the phone. And and usually my wife is just the only one that's telling me I'm clueless. <laughs> but he's here to tell me this very same thing, and I'm curious as to why. Bob, what, what do you mean we're clueless?
3: No, it, it, no, it, I'm, I'm not saying clueless. The thing is, brand-new coaching staff, brand-new players, brand-new this, brand-new that, and everything else, and you guys are still talking old Chicago Bears football. This is not Nagy's football or anything else. This is brand new. We
2: have absolutely no idea, and you've got to agree with me, that, that
3: what's going to happen right now with these players and everything else is going to happen. You don't have any idea, and I don't have any idea.
4: All right, but Bob, tell me a win total then. Give me, give, give me, Give me what you think is going to happen
2: okay, maybe maybe five hundred. I'm gonna I'm giving oh, whoa. you that. just because no no because no, wait a second. Because it's all it's all brand new. It's all brand new, so I'm not going one way or the other until we see something, you know, happening, you know, in the first couple of weeks and everything else. But I'm only talking about what you guys keep talking about. You're you're still talking old Bears football. I hear
4: what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Bob. We're we're, we're we're looking at this team and we're assuming they're going to fill the roles of bears of the past and play Chicago bear football but what bob is saying with the new gm new coach a lot of the new new staff there we're just un- it's uh, there's uncertainty but and, i know you heard what i heard but and he five, said five hundred, which is not so, I mean, possible. But more well, wins than last year,
1: exactly, because it's seventeen <laughs> games. So I mean, you know, they're, they're either going to be just over five hundred or just under five hundred. You know, would be the closest to Bob's approximation. There, five hundred is is an impossibility with an odd number of games in the schedule. So sounds like Bob is thinking at least. Eight, maybe nine wins? I mean, that. He sounds I don't like know, he'd...
2: guys. They could get a half win in there. It's, you know,
4: true. A tie. Or oh, wear a tie. A tie. A tie. A tie. Okay. Yeah. Eight, eight, or eight. Oh, my gosh. All right, okay. Uh, let's go to Dan out in Iowa. Dan, we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Uh, what's your win total now that you've seen the Bears schedule? I've seen the Bears schedule, and I really think this team can win nine, maybe ten games. Yeah. There's going to be a team that's going to come in. like go the Bears! You're right, go
2: Bears! I, I, and I just think the Bears can win nine, ten games, and that's my my opinion. Um, there's going to be teams where I think the Bears will win that nobody really expected. And then-
4: I want, I, I we need Stasinski. I want the heartbeat in the background when I see people agreeing with me in terms of how well the Bears are going to be doing because our home of heart is pounding, it's pounding right now. Ant, let's go to Mike on the West Side. Mike, I'm curious. You've seen the schedule. It's been released since 10 a.m. Thanks to Danny Parkins. How many wins do you think the Bears can get?
2: Seven games. Let me say this, fellas. Before that kid went to Ohio State, he was just an average quarterback. And when he went to Ohio State, he came to be a superstar quarterback because they got five-star recruiting. They got the best linebacker, best running back, best receiver, best defense. He's an average quarterback. Rest in in peace to Wayne Hackens. They thought he was going to be the next superstar. When you go to these five-star recruiting schools like Alabama Ohio State, yeah, you're going to be a superstar because you got the best player. And the big team was hot garbage. The only Ohio State was the only team there. And nobody couldn't beat them. He's an average quarterback. He's going to win seven games. I don't believe in him because all he could do is run. He ain't accurate. He could throw a deep ball, and that's all he could do. Okay,
4: okay, Mike, I hear you. But I do like the seven victories still more than they did last year. When you're talking about mediocre quarterbacks at big programs, you can look immediately at Mac Jones, who most thought was going to be just that, but people were praising him all last season. And I do think Justin Fields, regardless—I mean, you have to play to a certain level—and you'd be able to speak to this more so than I would in terms of you know him playing in the Big Ten and and what you saw from him you know over the last his last two years at Ohio State. Did you feel as though watching Justin Fields, he was a mediocre quarterback?
1: I did not. I did not. I've been I've been, uh, been very very overt, very effusive in my praise of Justin Fields. I mean, you know, the obvious comparison to make there be Joe Burrow, the former number one overall pick, who took a team that was, uh, that was devoid of much talent, especially in the offensive line, and took them to a Super Bowl appearance, obviously. And he played at Ohio State and then transferred okay. to LSU and played there one mediocre season at LSU. And then, of course, a, a national championship season for the ages. Uh, and there's, you know, Historically, currently, you name it—plenty of examples of quarterbacks who come from big programs surrounded by big-time talent who do very well in the NFL. So I think it's a—it's it, an oversimplification to assume that Justin Fields is not going to be great simply because he was surrounded by talent at OSU. That's sure. that's how these things go more often than not. When you know he was a five-star recruit, and you know there, there was a reason he went to Georgia. He didn't start as a true freshman, so he transferred to Ohio State. But to, to say he was mediocre is just inaccurate. Now, if you want to say he's mediocre right now in the NFL, that's one thing.
4: But in college and prior to that, that is not accurate. At I all. just love the fact, Ant, that regardless of all these statements people are making to poo-poo on the Chicago Bears, that each one of those guys said the Bears were going to win more games seven than last
1: wins year. More, man. Seven wins and more, best. Seven wins, 510 it. wins. And they're saying that through a negative lens. Like, that's them being <laughs> negative about right. the Bears right, is right, predicting right. seven nine and ten wins
2: uh, i love how that guy came on dumped all over hot. justin fields and then seven, seven wins, wins. <laughs> <Hot> <laughs>
4: hey garbage. chicago fans we're a different breed we can we can we can muster up seven wins out of out of any schedule i promise you that it's, Ga- it's gabe ramirez anthony heron right on the other side of this commercial break we're going to bring on former bear Corey Wooten, and he's going to tell us what week the bears are going to get their first victory in we'll talk to Corey Wooten on the other side. at Chicago Sports Radio 670. The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network
1: from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.